Hey, what's up, bookworms? Just want to let you guys know that these videos were recorded without a podcast method in mind. So a lot of things are going to be lost in context. So I want to make sure that you understand that the optimal way to experience this content is still through the YouTube channel, Mike's Book Reviews. So if things are lost in translation a little bit, that's the reason why. But I want to thank you for listening, and I hope to talk to you soon. You always love those first few seconds where it says you're live, but you're not actually live. Hey, what's up, bookworms? We are back with another Talk About Nothing. And I'm super thrilled tonight because tonight's guest, guys, is the one and only best comic in the universe, Bill Burr. Not really, guys. Josh. <laughs> no, no, you grew, you grew your hair back because everybody kept saying you look like Bill Burr. Uh, guys, this is Josh from Red Fury Books. In case you don't know, he is a fellow Texan. And he is also a huge Stephen King fan. So I am excited that this finally happened. It feels like it's been taken too long to get this lined up, but I feel like I finally have caught up on all my talk about nothing guests. And I'm excited that this is finally happening. So Josh, how are you this evening? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Um, I've always been, you know, such a such a fan of your channel. And I know we've chatted before and I've been on your channel a couple of times in like, you know, your celebratory live stream and things like that. But uh, it's it's fun to just be here and chat about books because I know we have a lot of a we lot do. of really favorites in common. So, yeah, I think we do. I mean, I I mean, I know Stephen King's going to come. That'll probably be the bulk of our conversation. Before we get into all that, you've been doing this, what, about two years now? You started in 2021, right? Yeah. Um, or did I? Yeah, it was 2021. Yeah. So about, well, I guess, two and a half. Something like that. I, yeah. I know because here's how I discovered your channel because I was jealous because your uh, your top ten Stephen King books has more views than my top Stephen King books <laughs> videos do. So congratulations, you beat the algorithm. So that's uh, that's that's still your biggest video. That that is, and actually most of that was actually in the last month. Oh no, so, kidding! Oh yeah, Halloween time it picks up a little bit. Well, I think when Holly came out because I want to say it was sitting at about twenty five thousand views, and it's at like eighty right now. I mean, mm. it just absolutely blew up in the last month. But um, yeah, that's that's my highest. I only have three videos over 10,000 views, and that one yeah. is up at 80. I mean, my, my, biggest, one, my is, biggest one, which is weird because horror doesn't move the needle on my channel at all. But uh, my, my, my top 10 horror novels, which I did just completely because I had extra time like three years ago. And every time it starts to finally taper off, then another Halloween rolls around and it just takes off again. Yeah, so, right. That's cool. So God bless the, the, the one month of the year where everybody's in the mood to uh, – to read some some scary books. So uh, what really what really made you say, I always ask my guests this, what made you one day look at this here YouTube thing and say, you know what, I'm going to turn the camera around and I'm going to do this. What made you finally do that? What was the in primary influence there? So for me, it was wanting to have something to show that's tangible that came out of the pandemic. Mm. And I felt like coming out of that, I didn't want to just look back and think that, all I did was, you know, sit on my couch for months at a time, even though that's a lot of what I did. Mm, uh, right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I started, I actually did a little bit of writing and that didn't go real well, <laughs> but I was watching a lot of, of booktube and I wasn't really doing that before pandemic, but I, all of a sudden my, you know, 60, 70 hour a week job is was down to like 10 to 20. So I had a lot of free time on my hands and I just thought, you know, I like to talk about books. Maybe I'll try this out. And I think like most channels, my first few months, I mean, I was really unwatchable, but I'd like to think as I got through it, I got a little bit better at it. And um, it's really cool now because there are just a lot of viewers that it seems like every video we get to chat about, you know, the different books that I talk about or whatever. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. And I 
honestly didn't think I'd keep doing it, but I love the interaction because I do have friends that read, but I'm sure you have the same thing. It's like, how many, how many friends do you know that are reading the same things that you're reading? Yeah, no, they don't, they don't read the books I read. If they do at all, it's like, you know, Clive Cussler, or, <laughs> you know, some shit that I'm not going to read, which nothing against Clive Cussler. That's sure. like your thing. But I was like, that's not, that's not my brand. And, and they also would look at uh, the horror genre as if it's like, you know, below them, you know? So yeah. I could never really talk about like, I mean, Stephen King was about the best you could do because, sure. you know, I feel like everyone likes at least one Stephen King story, whether they know it or not. You yeah. know, like, like when people are like surprised when they find out that Shawshank Redemption is a Stephen King story, you know, so right. things like that. So that's about that's about it. But yeah, really, it was like I knew one other person in real life who uh, who read the same books as I did. And he was going through medical school and he wasn't reading very many of them anymore. You know, okay. so it was really he's the one who introduced me to Red Rising, he introduced me to, uh, you know, Brandon Sanderson. So I'll always be thankful for that because, I mean, I probably wouldn't be here if it, if it wasn't for that friend, because I was pretty much. I don't want to say I was out of reading fantasy, but I wasn't doing it very much. I was just starting another Stephen King reread where I was going through everything. Yeah. And then he was him, him getting me into Brandon Sanderson with, with Mistborn told me say, well, he finished Will of Time. Hey, let me read Will of Time. And that's kind of, you know, how I got to where I am now. So that's yeah. very cool. Right. Well, actually I got a good tie in with your Wheel of Time because uh, your channel was actually the first booktube channel I found. Oh, no kidding. And okay. I think it was one of those that my computer saw that. So I had, free time. So I started reading finally the wheel of time for the first time. I'd never read it and it was during pandemic. And I think it, the computer just read that I, you know, it just picked up that I'd ordered on Amazon, the latest book. And then all of a sudden YouTube showed me your video, why you should read the wheel of time. And I said, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm reading it now. And, and that's where it kind of started for me watching booktube. And it was interesting. I was watching one of your videos where you mentioned Daniel Green. I'm like, who's that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I found your channel first and then his and some others after that. But um, yeah, it was it was the wheel of time for me. Actually, I wasn't reading a lot of fantasy either. I took a big break from probably around 2000 until, I mean, 2018. The only new stuff I think I read in that time was um, A Song of Ice and Fire and the Harry Potter books. I think mm -hmm. that's all the new stuff I read. So it's actually been a lot of fun just catching up because there's all these completed series and these authors I never read before, you know, Abercrombie, Hobb, I mean, Wheel of Time, Sanderson. So it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun catching up on that genre for sure. Uh, you talk about your, your, your first videos, man. Don't, I mean, I, I hate, it's like, I love that people still enjoy those Wheel of Time videos. I, I do, but I'm just like, I hate that that's some people's first impression of the channel. Cause I will still to this day yeah. get comments on them to say stuff like get a better camera, bro. And I'm like, watch your yeah. video, bro. It's like four years old, you know, but uh, what Philip's saying here, I was, I was very watchable during my first videos the same way at a car accident. Was watchable. <laughs> right. I am actually jealous of a lot of these new booktubers. I think like, their lighting and their sound is perfect from video. Right. One. It's like, I've been doing this four years and I can't get this shit perfect, you know? So it's, it's amazing. Some people just have like really, really great recording space. I've got a spare bedroom. It's almost impossible to do perfect lighting in here, you know? Yeah. So, uh, that's just the way when you have uh, young kids, but it's just one of those things where it was a happy accident for me. So I wasn't really, yeah. I wasn't really prepared to deal with a, uh, you know, having people actually watch the stuff that I did. Cause I've been podcasting for years, you know, and a handful of people listened, you know, but it was nothing, it was nothing on yeah. this scale, but yeah. Hey, we always got to be getting better. Right. Yeah, for sure. But you're right. the the audio and the the audio and the video, the lighting is the hardest part of it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare. People that takes time, long to shoot. And everyone's know? like, "Oh, just get a ring light." Nope. 
nope, that ain't it. Sorry, that doesn't work yeah. for me. No, no. So, I mean, I, I've got it pretty much when I'm recording an actual video, but when I do a stream because I put it in front of the computer monitors, it's, it's impossible. And that's why I get this. I get this dead eye. Look. I mean, look, I've already got that problem, guys. I'm 45. You know, I, just, I got the baggage under the eyes. I got two young kids. I mean, it's it's going to happen. It happens to the best of us. Hey, before we get into King, there's a couple of uh, smaller things. that I'm smaller. It feels really weird to say that about Ken Follett. But I was talking about Kingsbridge recently, and I know oh, you've yeah. read them, right? You've read all the Kingsbridge books? All but the one that was released last month. I haven't okay. read, read. Are, you planning, are you planning to read it? I will, yeah. Okay, so that's, I guess that really was really going to be my big question is I never, until I started this channel, honestly, I never knew that was a series. I read Pillars of the Earth because we were studying uh, how they built cathedrals and stuff in, in literature class. And the, the, prof the professor, I was in an advanced English in high school. I was in dummy math. Which is funny because I'm working finance now, but I was in dummy math, but I was in the advanced literature and history. It's weird right. how the sides of the brain work, I guess. But uh, we called him professor because he basically used to be a college professor. And it's basically you're taking college courses in high school. And he was like, hey, if you guys got spare time, you really want to know more about this. I really recommend this book, Pillars of the Earth. I can't follow it. I saw it. I'm like, spare time. Books yeah. like this. But I, I mean, 1996, I'm 16 years old. And this book, I mean. I was just completely just blown away because you hear, oh, this book's just about them building a church. And you're like, how interesting could that be? It's one of the best books I've ever read, yeah. you know? And so I never really went back to it because I thought I'd read it once. And when I talked about my best, uh, I think I said like my best standalone or something, I was like, that's not a standalone. It's part of a series. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. So I thought, okay, well, I'd like to get into that. A lot of people in my Discord, a lot of my patrons are reading Pillars of the Earth for the first time, even though I've been begging them for three years to read it. They're finally doing it. They're yeah. finally doing it. They're like, wow, this book's amazing. I'm like, I know. And uh, I was like, well, damn, I kind of want to read all these sequel books now that everybody else is going to be doing them. And I was like, but it's been so long since I read Pillars. I was like, I actually wouldn't mind reading that one again, even though I know yeah. they're standalone. You don't really have to. But then a lot of people also say, I don't know, if you read them in publication order, there's all these little Easter eggs. I was like, but you guys just told me I didn't have to read, reread Pillars <laughs> of the Earth. So I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind. Again, it's been 20 plus years. I wouldn't mind rereading it. But I was like, you know, where should I should I start with it? But my bigger question was, do you think the sequels are worth it? And if there's a fifth book coming out and you're saying you're going to read it, I'm guessing you're going to say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think the only one that wasn't a five star read for me was A Column of Fire, because that one, there's a very famous historical figure that comes into the play. And it kind of kind of took me out of the story a little bit. But I mean, they're magnificent. World Without End is the first direct sequel. And I won't say it's as good as Pillars, but it's awfully close but, I mean, and i really enjoy close. that's good enough yeah yeah it's they're all they're all great they're they're pretty pretty remarkable but they are they're more like they really are standalones but there are easter eggs it's kind of like the way the cosmere used to be hmm. used Sanderson, to before we went all in yeah before it was gloves off which i'm not a fan of but anyway I shouldn't say that in public. No, no, let's talk about that because I've been kind of annoyed. I liked it when it was Easter eggs. Now it has turned into the MCU plus Disney Plus where you've got to watch all the TV shows to make sense of yeah. the movies. Yeah, no one wants to do that, Brandon. No one. No one wants to do that. So. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Sanderson super fans do, but... Okay, I didn't take that back. I, I don't want to say no one because probably yeah. most Sanderson fans do want to do that. Okay, yeah. I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to read every single one of your books in publication order. Yeah, so like, I'm, I, I don't want to. Oh, you didn't read Lost Metal? You're not going to understand Stormlight Number Four. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah, I don't yeah. I, I when I did my review of Lost Metal, I said that the thing that that I really struggled with is I was expecting Wax and Wayne Part Four, not Cosmere Book One. Yeah, 
And it's like, I wanted the end of the Wax and Wayne story and it got there, but there's like a 250 page tangent in the middle where it's just all about all the Cosmere stuff thrown together. Oh and uh, the thing I said, I said, it hasn't happened yet, but I, I fear that at some point Sanderson's going to be so excited about the Cosmere stuff that he's just going to lose me as a reader because he's just kind of like the MCU where once we had the Avengers, every movie felt like an Avengers movie. Yeah. It didn't feel like a Captain America movie or a Thor movie. It was just another Avengers movie. Yeah, yeah. Like Captain America three. And I was like, this is just Avengers two and a half. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I get that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm, I still have hopes. I mean, the guy's very consistent, but I just hope that, I don't know that the other flaw I've always had with Sanderson is he sometimes just gets really excited about certain aspects of his work that maybe I'm not as excited about like his magic system. You know, he tends to continually explain it to you and explain it to you because he thinks it's so cool. And I'm always like, Brandon, I, I think know, his magic systems are genius, but it has made me realize more and more that I love soft magic systems. I don't need Man. all this. I don't need all this breakdown of what may I grew up reading Lord of the Rings. Gandalf can do magic because he's a wizard. Good yeah. enough for me. Good no, enough I for agree. Me. And I, I loved it in Mistborn, but I felt kind of yeah, in the last really Stormlight new. books where it was like, okay, you explained it to me like 30 times. I don't need to hear it the 31st time. <laughs> and it's just, he's so excited about it. He wants to keep explaining it, but um, I don't know. It makes it, makes it a little tedious, but well, I remember yeah, when I first started reading Mistborn, uh, whenever they were doing this stuff, they were talking about that. I was, I was looking at the elemental chart and all that stuff at the beginning. And I was like really into it. And then after about like the fifth or sixth fight, I was like, you know what? They're fighting. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to know what, what combinations they're doing with these two metals and stuff. It's, it's cool that you can do that if you want to, you know, yeah. whereas I thought rhythm of war was, was like, I feel like I'm in class right now, man. I, this is, not, yeah, this is that, not what I signed up for with Stormlight Archive. But I mean, again, I love Brandon Sanderson, guys. I'm just, same, I don't same. need this magic explained to me. That's a me thing. I'm just a very, very much a soft magic guy. And I think he's no, great no. at it. I and agree. I love yeah. it. No, I, I agree 100% with that. It's I do enjoy Sanderson. He's so consistently good. And he's a plotter, so he always knows where he's going. And he always seems to go someplace really cool. But yeah, he just... Those the Stormlight experiments in the fourth book, it was just like, oh man, I feel like I'm reading a textbook. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no uh, Brian, this same way, which says he just subbed your channel, thought he already was. His whole YouTube list is now booktubers. I had to create a second YouTube channel just for my subscription to like sports stuff because I'm a big sports fan. <laughs> because I was like, my algorithm was all sports and booktube stuff. And I was like, yeah. all right, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I got a segment. So it was just like, yeah, it's just too much. So I had to, yeah. So I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. I mean, I used to listen to a lot more podcasts and now I'm just trying to catch up on everybody's, everybody's booktube stuff. You oh, know, so. my, my watch later queue is just like, it's in the hundreds. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, like some people I know they'll, they'll probably get like four or five, uh, you know, notifications from me that I comment on stuff because I'm like just just catching up on everything, you know. So that's just that, that that's just the way that it works. So Kingsbridge, I think I will probably go ahead and start with the uh, with Pillars again because uh, you know I'd like to read that one again because uh, it's great and it'll kind of get me in that mood. And I'm glad to hear that those those sequel books are, are are really really good. You know, you were one of the first who told me to read Lonesome Dove, and you're right about that. Yeah, well, I think both of us, that's probably both of our best book of the year right now, because I yeah. read that January 1st. Well, yeah, it was already cool. Yeah, it's so damn good. And the thing is, like, everyone who, after I reviewed it, that did read it after that was just like, man, you're right. I mean, a lot of people are like, I, I went into it with my expectations sky high after review, and damn, if it didn't exceed them. <laughs> like, it's just that good. So Yeah, it really well, it's universal. 
Yeah, yeah. And Pillars is similar. I mean, I've, I hear very few people not say that they loved it. So, um, yeah, I think you'll I think you'll agree with your 16 year old self. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most likely. Uh, you know, the big one I've got coming up because every year I'm going to try to do one of these big tomes I've been putting off for a long time. And I think this uh, coming year, I'm going to be doing Shogun. And I know you did review Shogun. And I yeah. believe it was quite a positive review. Yes. Was that your first time reading oh, yeah. it? That was. And it blew me away. That's Both of those books are probably top 10 books of all time for me. I really love Shogun. And I've read more by Clavel. I read Taipan earlier this year. And Alan and Kyle and I are going to read the next one, Guy Jin, at some point. But um yeah, Clavel is remarkable as well. And I really liked that one. That one's really interesting because it feels almost like a work of fantasy because it's 1600 and mm. when the main character shipwrecked in Japan and Japanese were speaking to him in ja in Japanese, it feels like a different world. Yeah. And it's uh it's remarkable. It's one of those just epic length historical works that I I really loved it. Oh, if it's anything like I watched the miniseries, uh, the one from like 1980, and I loved it. I mean, I like got to the point where I was like, anything that was like Japanese culture, I was like, give me, I want to read that. That sounds really, really awesome. That's what made me want to read uh, Sword of Kaigen was, was watching Shogun because I knew I was going to plan to, I wanted to, plan to read, it, read it next year because there's some people that said they were going to read it with me, but they do have a new adaptation for it coming out on, on FX next year. And I said, okay, I want to make sure I read it before then because. One, yeah. I can't think of the actor's name, but he's like so, so great. Uh, and he's going to be uh, playing the the one that I see. I can't remember the character's names. I watched him. It's like nine hours long. I can't remember the character's names. Whatever the, the main lord that he's serving under. Oh, in, uh, yeah. And the guy that's playing him, that actor, I, I love him to death. So I'm just like, I got I usually like cringe whenever a new adaptation is coming out. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I got some hope because I was listening to the showrunner and he's like really, really just loves the book. And that's that's usually that's the first step. You know, at least it's not one of those like, well, I've never actually read it. I just wanted to get paid. You know, that's usually the one that's like, uh oh, you know, but yeah, Shogun. What a what a what a great story. So um, I've heard it's a very faithful adaptation. So I'm planning to enjoy that I book so. very, very much. So uh, I can't wait to do it, even though if it does take right, it will take me like. I don't know. I said Lonesome Dove would take me like three months and it took me like 10 days. And that's a yeah. ton too. You know, it's just that good. So yeah, I have a similar experience. I think so. I mean, Shogun, I read it. Well, actually I read it. I had COVID. So I read it in like six days because I was just stuck on the couch. But um, yeah, it's it's so remarkable. Yeah, I think you'll love it. Shogun and Taipan are very good. Not heavy, just stuffy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say they're heavy. Um, I think both of them, I think both authors are good at plotting. I mean, with, especially with Follett, I mean, he cut his teeth as a thriller writer and he just applies that to his historical fiction. So it's just, it's remarkable how well those books read despite their length. Yes. Lots of pillars of the earth love down below. I'm glad to see it. I'm not saying that like, Absolutely. I'm not saying that like, it's not that popular of a book. I'm just saying with, with, with my audience, a lot of people had never read it. Yeah. And what is it about? And I tell them, Oh, it's about them building this church. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm like, just <laughs> trust me. It's incredible. It's incredible. So I haven't done my top 10 favorite books of all time, but just missed contender. it. Just missed it on my top 10 books. Just missed it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a contender for the top choice for sure. Here's one. Uh, do either of you have hopes that the new Salem's Lot adaptation will ever see the light of day? Is that weird that it's actually been filmed and they canned it? 
I I hadn't heard that really. Yeah, yeah. They, it's wow. actually been filmed. It was supposed to come out this Halloween and like back in like May or June, Warner Brothers just canned it. No idea what's going on. I don't know if that means it was just terrible. Wow. Or it's just Warner Brothers being Warner Brothers. I have no idea. I would think if they could make money on it, they'd release it. So it must be really bad. Well, I mean, I still think that, I mean, even though it's kind of been downhill a little bit since, but even though that the, the, the new it adaptations did get a kind of like that third Stephen King Renaissance, you know, they were yeah. trying to make a ton, but then they made that awful pet cemetery and it kind of lost all its steam. So I feel like King's hot right now. So I feel yeah. like you could release it. It's just, it's really, really weird that they, they finished filming it. And I, I don't know. And what uh, God would say, William Sadler plays uh, father Callahan. I think that's amazing. Pick. Oh, amazing. Wow. Pick. You know, cause William Sadler's in several, yeah. several Stephen King adaptations. And I think that would be great. But I mean, everything I saw about it looked pretty cool, but Oh, just really. Wow, I hadn't realized that that it that it wasn't coming out. Yeah, James Wan was involved with it too, so I don't know what's going on there. So, wow, Warner Brothers, they're 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 weird. Uh, so hey, uh, Stephen King, I want to know your your origin story here. How did you become such a big Stephen King fan? Yeah, pretty much on par with me here. I mean, did you start really really young? Was it something like you know later in life and you just burned through it? How did it really all begin for you? No, I was young. I was 13 or 14 and I was already a huge reader and my grandmother loved Stephen King. And it's funny. The first one I read was Thinner by Richard Bachman. Nice, she nice. handed me that one I love maybe because it was shorter, I guess. I don't know. And she thought I'd like it and I loved it. And mm. I read a lot of them through high school. And then it seemed like, you know, college, we don't have as much time to read. But when I was reading in the summer, it seemed like all I was doing was reading Stephen King all through college and just getting caught up. And then at some point I realized, Oh, I've read like two thirds of them. So I realized I had to read all of them and um, finally got there about a year and a half ago. And um, maybe a year ago, whenever that was, but um, yeah, so I've read him forever. And I know like my top 10 list that there's a lot of the big ones that people talk about on their top 10. That's not on mine. And it's only because I read them so long ago that I don't mm -hmm. remember. Like Pet Cemetery being one of them. Yeah. So I'm doing the I'm doing ranking them, but I'm like a lot of these I got to reread, guys. I read them when I was like 16 yeah. years old, and they're different. You know, they're different. Yeah. I don't want to judge them off of you know memories from 25 years ago. Yeah. So I'm rereading them slowly, but I'm a but I'm a dream catcher in that part of Dark Tower. I don't want to reread, so I've kind of slowed <laughs> down. <laughs> you know, I was a waiter. I was a waiter for for Dark Tower. So did you get to binge them? Did you start reading it when it was done? No, I read them. I think I read Wastelands when it came out. Mm. So I was reading all of them as they came out. And um, yeah, it's it's uh, it wasn't it wasn't quite like our George R. R. Martin wait. Right. Oh, <laughs> it was one of those. I, I think I even just kind of forgot that he was going to do the series until we got to uh, <laughs> until Wolves of the Kala came out. Like, oh, yeah, he never finished that series. I guess it had been so long. So maybe it was as long, but. Maybe not quite as anticipated, I guess. I don't know. You know, Christopher, I heard this from Sarah. Her and her dad like bond over Stephen King. You guys got great parents. You know what my you know I know what my parents said when it came to Stephen King? I don't want that satanic stuff in my house. You know, I grew up strictly religious household and I had to read, I had to keep it a secret that I was reading it. Wow. Can you imagine what it's like trying to hide a mass market paperback that's this thick every single day? Yeah, it was not right. fun. And it's, seriously, all, all these other kids my age were like hiding drugs from their parents, and I'm hiding rock records and Stephen yeah. King novels, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was hiding my heavy metal records too. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. We did like, uh, it was so funny as 
my brother and I, we used to hide like Iron Maiden and Ozzy Osbourne records and like Beach Boy vinyl yeah. covers. Yeah, vinyl guys. We're talking that old. Yeah. And that movie Detroit Rock City came out and uh, they had hide the Kiss records inside like Peter, Paul and Mary or something like that. And her mom puts it out and, and starts playing it. It's, 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 our, it's, a, it's kiss. That's it. That, I was scared. I was like, wow, I was surprised that never happened to us. Cause we yeah, used right? to do the same thing. So <laughs> all the stuff that I'm like, and that's why I'm like, I know my kids are hiding stuff from me. I don't even know. Thank you, Corey. <laughs> Booktube has opened my eyes. Just so many new books. Well, I hope some of them are really, really memorable for you. Cause I know that they're, I mean, as much great stuff, I feel like I've learned off recommendations. I won't lie. There's been some things I'm like, I don't know why people recommended that to me. You had any big misses yet like that where your audience swears you're going to love something and then you read it and you're like, not so much. No, but I've, I've read some based off of recommendations, not like personal that people said, you're going to love this, but you know, I've read a few here and there where it's been like, yeah, that's really not my thing. Actually, we have one in common, um, the, the Will White series. That was the main right. one to talk about. The people yeah, bought I, me the whole series. I felt just terrible because they bought I, me the whole series. And I, like, I didn't have the first book. I just, I couldn't take it. <laughs> uh, just I wasn't, quit just, midway through two. I was like this, no, you're, yeah, you're, you're trying to do a prison break and someone's telling you stop and fight so you can get to the next level. And I'm like, <laughs> wasn't my thing. I mean, no, I'm still, really. I'm still waiting for Dresden to get good, but I've only read two of those. So I know that oh, it's okay. just early. Well, I, I can tell you it does, but I'm sure you've heard that. Hey bro. Just wait yeah. to get the changes. Yeah, <laughs> right. Got to read ten books till it gets good. But no, I did I, my I video. Good, I did but... my video years ago about uh, why I decided to read Dresden Files, and like <laughs> first, like five comments were like, "Dude, wait to get the changes." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll wait till I get to book 12. I haven't yeah. read one yet. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> and that's the other thing, right here. Cradle gets good at book seven. I, I it's, uh, <laughs> it's oh, that's funny. <laughs> I was like, usually we say like, it's like when you used to tell friends, oh, oh, wait till like season three of this show. That's when it gets really, really awesome. That's like the equivalent. Yeah. Like when I was reading Malazan and everyone's like, oh, well, it gets really good at book six. I'm like six, you know? So, uh, hey, <laughs> Malazan, you've got a really, really good take on Malazan. How do you feel about Malazan, Josh? Okay. Well, um, probably the video that I lost the most subscriber this year <laughs> was my reading vlog for Memory of, Memories of Ice where I DNF'd. Um, <laughs> I, uh, looking back, I'm going to try again, but I, I DNF'd, it was a really, it was easily the busiest month of the year for me and the busiest week. And I'm getting home at like 9 30 PM and I'm trying to read memories of ice and you know how dense that oh, series yeah. is. And it was just, it was such a chore and my, my video, every vlog, you could tell I was just getting more frustrated, more frustrated. And then finally I DNF'd, but um, I, I will give it another shot at some point. I don't know when that's going to be maybe next year, but um, yeah, it's, it's a shame though, because I, I liked the first two books. I really loved dead house gates, which surprised me because I'm not a huge military fantasy fan, yeah, same, which, but, I, but I loved Dead house gates. Yeah. Which that book was a lot of it, but I, man, I loved it. I mean, I, I think about that book quite a bit. I mean, I think it like Duiker's arc and Coltane of course. And, I kind of want to see what happens to Fellison going forward. So it's like, I want to go back, but man, it's, it's tough. It well, was say is that Memories of Ice is routinely the first or second favorite for people that read those books. So if I was like, if you aren't enjoying it right now, man, who yeah, I can't even imagine what would happen to you in Toll the Hounds. Oh, yeah, man. no, you told me that when I finished. Not Toll the Hounds. Like, uh, one Chain, of the ones. House of Chains. House of Chains. I'm reading Toll the, I've been reading Toll the Hounds for like four months now, and I'm on like page yeah. 
400. <laughs> no, I have a feeling I'll be back and I'll finish it like 10 years from now. I think uh, it's so going to be one of those. I might read one a year, you know, it's, when I it's know starting to become a tradition whenever I have a live stream on this channel that I have to verbally thrash Jared here. One of the smartest guys I know, but he makes some really, really bad decisions, like only reading a little bit of Stephen King mm. and, and quitting on Dresden files and things like that. But it's okay. We appreciate we appreciate Jared anyway. But uh, he's I mean, saying that uh, where is he said he's got a wheel of time take, too. This is why wheel of time is the best. Starts great, stays great, never gets bad. I don't know about that, Jared. <laughs> Crossroads of Twilight, like easily one of the worst books I've ever read. What about the <laughs> And that's the other thing. Like when Dresden Files fans are always like, wait till you get the changes. Dude, Will of Time fans. Hey, I'm gonna read Will of Time. Oh man, it's an amazing series, maybe the best ever. But book through seven through ten suck. I'm like, <laughs> you're not instilling me with a ton of confidence here, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, hey, I'm glad that you enjoyed it the uh, the whole way, the whole way through. Hey, did you like Holly? Did you finish Holly? Yeah, I finished it. Um, I was I was pretty lukewarm on it. I think I gave it a three and a half star. Um, Someone told me it's about on par with like Billy Summers. Yeah, I, I'd say Billy Summers is a little better. Where um, you don't regret reading it, but it's nothing you'd ever think about an hour. Yeah, after exactly. It's just, I don't know. My biggest question is, why is King embracing a genre that's not his? Doesn't I, I, I don't know. I mean, I I loved uh, Later. I was like, man, that's like one of the mm -hmm. spookiest books he's wrote in a long time. Even though I thought fairy tale kind of fell off a bit. I was like, I just, I liked him being more creative. And I was like, I think he just he really got in those Michael Connolly Bosch books and yeah. he just said, I want to do this. And he just keeps writing like these detective crime novels. And I'm just like, but the the problem is the crime writers like Connolly. I mean, he's a top five for me. They're great plotters. And mm. King is not a plotter. Mm. And you have to be a great plotter to write great crime fiction. And it doesn't embrace his strengths. I mean, his strengths are character and tone and atmosphere and those kinds of things. And plotting is not his strength so it's it's uh yeah it's it was disappointing unfortunately holly's only marginally better because the main character doesn't play monopoly for 40 pages <laughs> well there's where king he does excel at the slice of life and that's why i don't think that that really fits that genre now look i haven't read very many crime novels at all especially if they aren't stephen king really so I'm not the one to really say, you know, if that's something that really works in that genre. But I, I always kind of looked at it as like a connect the dots, cat and mouse kind of thing, you know, follow the clues. And there's not a lot of downtime of, uh, yeah, playing Monopoly. You know? I mean, you can I've I've read I went through a big phase of reading a lot of crime fiction and I still read like Connolly and Dennis Lehane and a few others. But I mean, most of it is usually fast paced, but it can be slow paced if it's still well plotted and. Yeah, I have I've yet to read a crime novel that slice of life works because all it does is it really just slows down kind of the point of the novel, which is to find out, you know, who the bad guy is or whatever the mystery is. And yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, a, there's a crime channel on my Discord, and those people, I mean, they, they talk about them constantly, but Connolly is the one that always comes up. Where if I said I was going to read some crime novels, it probably would be the Bosch because I like the Bosch TV show. So yeah. I'm sure I could probably enjoy those books. I just, it's just a, it's just a genre I never really got yeah. into. I don't know. It's, it's weird because I said, I don't really, I love Western movies, but you know, I was never really interested in reading them. Now all of a sudden Lonesome Dove, which is probably the greatest one ever. Has to be like, well, maybe I'll try that genre some more. And I'm like, well, that's kind of setting yeah. the bar kind of high though with Lonesome Dove. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one to read for sure. <laughs>
Do you know of any book or book series that follows the same POV and chapter structure as a song of ice and fire? I feel like everything's kind of copied it now. I mean, first law does it. Uh, yeah. Red rising by Pierce yeah. Brown does it. I mean, a lot of them do that now. Just, you know, you, you take your five main POV characters mm-hmm. and just put them all in different places of the world. And they eventually cross over and then go their own ways kind of thing. I feel like everyone was copying a song of ice and fire there for a minute. Right. Yeah. I mean, imitations of, greatest form of flattery so uh yeah i think they all wanted to be like that i'll agree with this one dragon tattoo bee crawfish i love that first oh yeah second one not so much but that first book i was guessing the entire way and i was wrong it was such (laughs) a good twist man yeah i liked i liked the whole trilogy i think the third one was the weakest but uh yeah those are fantastic what i didn't like about the second one is that you took uh, blumkvist and lizbeth and you separated them i like yeah. them working together man and you yeah. separated them i was like that was my favorite dynamic was those two working together because it was so just like two different sides of the world you know and they were working together i love stuff like that and, yeah in uh, the second book kind of took that away and it was a little bit more of a you know detective kind of story you know putting the clues together and it yeah. had a satisfying you know story the way it wrapped up but I'll oh yeah the ending of that was great yeah i love the ending of that one <laughs> Yeah, Elizabeth's great. Great, great yeah. character. Really, really is. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Rift War, I know, is a series you like a lot as well, correct? Vice? Yeah, you know, I, I, um, I've I been rereading gradually. because uh, So I mentioned I took a break reading fantasy. I didn't... I took a break reading new fantasy. I was still rereading mm-hmm. throughout the years, like a lot of the stuff I read in the 80s and 90s, that kind of thing. Um, and I just recently, I wanted to read more of the Rift War saga, basically because I saw the, that Feist put out a book called Magician's End. And I just said, oh, I need to hold a, know the whole story. And then, of course, I researched and it's like 30 books or some something like that. Um, but um, yeah, so I reread Rift War and I really enjoyed it. And I just read, um, Alan was doing a read along of the Empire Trilogy on his channel. And I love that one that he co-wrote with Janie Words. So, um, and then I had a viewer buy me the Serpent War Saga, which is the next one. So I'll eventually get through, get through all of them. But it's interesting when I was reading fantasy in the eighties and nineties, Rift War wasn't my favorite of them all. I mean, probably like Belgariad was my favorite, maybe Dragonlance. Um, but in rereading them, I think it has the most, um, at least the most potential to to be kind of a, a longer term favorite. So yeah, I do enjoy them. No, I, well, I was going to say that uh, that's one of those I've been kicking down the road for a while. I got magician. I got that. Is it just a riff war saga? Whichever one is just the trilogy. I mean, whenever I say yeah. riff war, people think I mean like all like 50. Yeah. Riff war. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just those three. Just those three. Yeah. So the ones yeah, the three is the three is the saga. The cycle is the, the cycle. Okay. Whatever. So, I was going to say I I'm start I'm going to start be putting together my uh, my new series I'm going to start next year and I was going to give yeah. you the opportunity to tell me why one of them should be Rift War if you can do that. So one thing that you will like is in the first book you get not just a coming of age tale but you get three of them and oh, nice. it's really interesting. You get the one you get the would be magician you get the would be soldier and the would be kind of nobleman and you get to see their growth throughout the the series and I think that was something I really enjoyed a lot more, I think as an adult and didn't appreciate it as much as a kid, where maybe I just wanted to follow like one character. So <clears throat> that aspect of it, I really liked. The other thing I really like about the trilogy is all three books work are work very well self-contained. Um, I think there's kind of a trend or just a common thing that some authors nowadays tend to just tell one story broken up into three parts. 
And I love the fact that each book kind of functions on its own. There's a little kind of a little time jump between each of them and they, they each, you know, function very well as standalones, even though it's part of a series. So I think those things work really, really well for me. Um, I like the whole, like, like, I don't want to say like fish out of water kind of thing, but kind of like throwing in the fires. I believe it's like he's a apprentice and then there's like an invasion. You got to kind of like learn on the fly kind of thing. I love that kind of storyline. So yeah. And there's, there's the rift. So there's this other world Mm -hmm. and this other culture, which frankly was explored a lot deeper in the empire trilogy, but even so you get to see a good amount of it, especially in that first book in magician. And that's just interesting too, having like this rip through space time in the middle of this fantasy series. Um, there's a couple battle scenes that are in the trilogy that are some of my most memorable as well too. So there's, there's a lot to like, I mean, it's, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not Abercrombie standards or something like that, but it's still, I think it was worth my time and rereading them this year for sure. Uh, talking story brings up happen Leonard series by Joe Lansdale. Oh, Lansdale's great. Yeah, I would write about that. I actually met Joe Lansdale before I even really knew who he was. Um, <laughs> his uh, met at his son's wedding. My wife was one of the bridesmaids, and I had got sat at the table with him because uh, she was in the wow. wedding. And then, you know, you got that one extra where you have one empty seat because she was in the wedding party and I wasn't. So I ended up sitting next to him. We talked about Bubba Hotep the whole time because he wrote that movie. And I'm a big Elvis fan. I'm a big (laughs) Elvis fan. I just just loved his take on it. And he just, he basically told me stories about Bruce Campbell the whole time. It was great. Yeah, really. I've never actually read any of his books, but I have met him. He's a really (laughs) awesome guy. No, wow. I didn't know he wrote Bubba Hotep. (laughs) Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I think it was like before we were going there, um, my wife was saying, yeah, you, you know, his dad like wrote that movie that you were talking about, Bubba Hotel. I was like, no shit. I was like, wow, cool. I didn't even really know he was an author until like after the fact. So I kind of, I kind of missed that whole thing. But yeah, he's, he's from around here. Someone was bringing up L.E. Modisit. I've had the first couple mm-hmm. of Saga of Recluse books since I was a preteen. Yeah. And I've never read them, but I've always been interested. Yeah. I've heard it's very much like, uh, like the... I don't want to say the Walmart Wheel of Time. It's just like it was kind of one of those things where people were reading either Wheel of Time or that for a long time because they both had like a book coming out every year kind of thing. Yeah. That or Shannara, people that kind of tapped out on Shannara were reading like Saga of Recluse, but I never have. But I think they're still going. He's still going. No, I haven't read those either. Mm-hmm. I've seen the covers. That's about it. <laughs> Wait a second. You may have your Texas citizenship revoked if you don't read some lands down. <laughs> Maybe, maybe. I mean, sheesh, there's probably a lot of authors from around here I haven't I haven't actually read yet. Texas is a big, big state, isn't it? And maybe yeah. we're finally we're finally like not 185 degrees outside lately. We've walked like every night this week, man. It's been great. Yeah, it's it's like been, that where you're at. Yeah, it's it's been horrible. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm up the road in Austin, so I mean we have similar crappy weather. <laughs> last mm-hmm. I mean, it's been like hundred degrees for like four months, it seems like so. It's been nice yeah. the last few mornings. It's been 50 degrees to be able to yeah, I go for a kids, run. I had to put the kids in pants this morning. They were not impressed. They love were shorts. But uh, <laughs> right. yeah, the Daryl K. Sweet does those Saga Recluse covers. So they kind of look like the, the Wheel of Time covers a, yeah. a little bit. But I've always been curious. Like I said, I, I have those old paperbacks. They're, they're yellowed at this point. They're so old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, another one I want to ask you about. Now that Derry's here. Hi, Derry. Saw you in the comments somewhere. Uh, we haven't talked about Realm of the Eldlings yet, but uh, before wow. we get there, uh, Ender Saga, you read the whole thing finally, right? You read yes. all of Ender Saga? Yeah. Yep. Should I go ahead? Because I've only read the uh, Ender's Game is one of my favorite sci-fi, like my second favorite sci-fi book behind Only Doom. 
you know, I love it. I think it's an amazing, amazing book. I think there's yeah. so many great lessons in there about leadership, teamwork, all kinds of things that you can apply. Like I said, they still, they still talk about this book in business school, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's incredible. Always been scared to read the sequels because they have such divided yeah. opinions on yeah. it. So which, which side did you land on? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> so you have the Ender's books. There's like four of those. And then there's four shadow series. And then there's three that he wrote at the end that kind of ties it all together. Um, the three at the end, in my opinion, are trash. Um, no, I, no. I think those ones are bad. The Ender series, Speaker for the Dead is great. Uh, my issue with the rest of the Ender series is he takes a turn in the Zeno side that That's what I hear. basically yes. made me just hate the book. I mean, I went from like a four, four and a half star read to like a one and a half. Wow. I mean, I just hated the the narrative choice he made at the very end of that book. So I have trouble recommending Speaker for the Dead because the story doesn't conclude until a couple books later. And you have to go through this Xeno side and Children of the Mind story, um, which is bad. <laughs> but Speaker okay. for the Dead's great. But the, the Shadow series, it's not Ender's Game. But Ender's Shadow, you get to see Ender's Game from Bean's perspective. So you get to see the story you know with maybe an even better coming-of-age tale. It doesn't have, like, the thematic depth. You know, it's not a book that's going to be studied in military academies and things like that. But the Shadow series up through um, the fourth book, Shadow of the Giants, I think, Shadow of the Giant, I think are fantastic. I really like those. They're more kind of action-adventure and less kind of thematic you know, masterpieces like Ender's Game. But, um, you know, that's what I usually recommend. I did a video where that was my reading advice was to read Ender's Game and then to read the first four Shadow series books, mm -hmm. um, which it's also probably the lowest like to dislike ratio because I ruffled a few feathers when I said don't read the rest of the Ender's Game books. But, you know. I'm seeing a lot of Ender Shadow good. Uh, it's, it's good. It's really yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's different. It's more action adventure, but Bean is a fantastic character and you get to know him more and more. He's kind and more. of a background character in Ender's game, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he's just like that kind of Lieutenant in the back and you get to really learn his story and it's probably a better coming of age tale actually, but um, it just, it doesn't have a, that. Is, that is not right? an unpopular opinion at all. Go read the comments in my Ender's game video. There's a yeah. lot of people that do not like the book. So it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's, it's very, very popular. Yeah. It's sold a ton, but it has a, ton more criticism than something like say dune does where you also get people who read dune they say it's not for me and yeah as someone who loves dune i get that i perfectly understand why someone would not care for dune well you got to kind of be in the right place when you read dune for the first time or the third time like it was for me but uh yeah with ender's game there i would say most of the most of the book two videos i've seen have been very negative on ender's game now a lot of that is to deal with the author not the book but yeah. I don't do that. I'm like, yeah, was the book good? You know, that's just kind of how yeah. I am. But yeah, you're not. It's not an unpopular opinion at all. I'm doing Josh's preferred reading order of Shadows first and loving it. So there you go. It's working for some people. <laughs> no, I did. I didn't do Shadow first. I said second because you read Ender's Game and then Ender Shadow instead of doing the Speaker for the Dead one. Because um, yeah, in world chronology. Anyway, my video has all kinds of different options which is interesting but well um, nick that would be because uh dune is not d a dense and boring classic it's just a classic it's incredible it's very very i'm, I'm a little biased but i think <laughs> dune is an incredible incredible book yeah so. yeah 
Yeah. Uh, no, I think I, I've I agree. Like I mean, five versions of that book now. I think I've six, maybe six. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Lots of, uh, lots of opinions about Ender's game right now. <laughs> We've hit a nerve. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, you ranked the first law books not that long ago. Yeah. Do you feel like those rankings have changed or that you've thought about a little bit or did you keep them the same? I think I probably changed probably, mine now. I think they're probably the same. I mean, probably some of the ones in the middle bump move around, but, um, I mean, really, I mean, I rank them, but I think my lowest rated, Abercrombie book was well. It was one of the Shattered Sea. I gave like a three and a half, but like all the yeah, first I didn't even read book three, or, uh, or book two disappointed me so bad. I didn't even read three. <laughs> really? See, I like the second book the most. No, uh, I like three. book one. Got me really, really attached to those characters, and then you take Tarby, who is an awesome character, and you just make him like this nothing yeah. the rest of the series. And I just didn't like that format. Yeah. Well, I understood what he was going for, it just wasn't what I wanted. Yeah, well, I got to the end of Shattered Sea, and it's not a not a spoiler, but. At the very end of Shattered Sea Trilogy, it was one of those, there's a moment and then you realize, oh yeah, this is Abercrombie. Yeah. And it, it does come together. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, first of all, I mean, all of them are at least a four star for me. Most of them are five star reads. So it's coin flip. What am I, what am I feeling like? I mean, I, I ranked Trouble with Peace as my favorite, but um, I mean, so many of them really? are just remarkable. I feel like, you know, for a while, I thought that it was going to be weird if anybody said that the sequel trilogy, I seem to be like one of the only ones left who still says the original trilogy is Joe Abercrombie's best work. Everybody seems to go with the, with the uh, age of madness now. And I'm just like, I, well, I, my uh, second and third, I think were both from the original trilogy. Um, yeah. I like the original trilogy just because, I mean, it's so much Logan and Glockta and they're yeah. like, two of my, like my thing is I loved or love to hate every character in that original trilogy. I have some characters. I'm kind of like, eh, in the sequels, that's kind of where I, where I fall on. Those characters just couldn't be replaced for me. And it's, that's like saying people ask me, Hey, do you ever think that they would, even if they made like the most amazing star Wars movies ever, you would still think the originals are the best because nostalgia, maybe, 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 maybe. remember I read first law guys. All I had read besides that was a song of ice and fire really and Lord of the Rings, you know, so yeah. it was, it's always going to be very, very, very special to me. This is a great name right here. Golem Wadib. I am a fan. Doom <laughs> Messiah is a favorite of my doom books. You know, uh, Gola, they just put out that folio society of doom Messiah and I want it really bad. I just can't pay $150 for a book. that's this big, you know, I just can't. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just bought those deluxe editions, you know, so I'm just like, do I really yeah. need a third special edition of Doom Messiah? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have the deluxe editions. That's enough for me. But <laughs> yeah, those folios are amazing. I, I only have one and it's just beautiful. <laughs> Philip, you said Song of Susanna was the best Dark Tower book. You don't have a, you have no power here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people say they like Age of Madness better. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I do like the original trilogy better. But I don't know how well you're going to be able to see this, but someone did send me. Oh, this, this, I've, this. I've, I've heard of that one. That's, I was blown away. This is, that's unbelievable. Wow. Oh my God. It's incredible. Wow. So yeah, well, I'll be showing that off more. Yeah. That's the, a, that's a generous time. viewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was completely floored when I saw it and immediately made sure I got in touch with them. And told them that basically, uh, you know, 
you want my wife, you know, it's fine. <laughs> well, I remember when that was released, Abercrombie even tweeted. He was like, I wouldn't even pay this much for my own book. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I saw this, it's a, how limited it is and it's yeah. signed and it's, yeah. Like it's all that, how much they're going for. I was like, Oh my God. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a, I don't even know what to say when someone sends me something like that. Yeah. What do you say to that? I mean, (laughs) thank you a lot. Yeah. Thank thank, thank you very, very much. I got, I started reading the passages because of how high you were on it. Yeah. Yeah. I stopped about halfway through, you know, a part I'm talking about. Yeah, I know exactly. And I I said, I go back to it. I'm just, I'm just not feeling this urge to go back to it, man. Please tell me I should. Please tell me I should. I, I think you should. Cause the, the last line in that book punched me in the stomach. No kidding. And, um, the end of the series had me in tears. Um, it's just, it's a, it's an Epic. So he just takes that turn and goes a different direction. And he does that more. I just think maybe if that first half of book one wasn't just so damn good. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. Yeah, oh, I mean, it definitely changes. Yeah, it definitely changes. So, mm. no, I was I was a huge fan of that series. I read them as they came out. So, did you read his new book, Cronin's new book? I did. It was um, it was very good. Um, it wasn't up to some of his best books, but um, I really enjoyed it. It, it. That's one of those that two thirds of the way through the book, it takes a really odd turn. Another that one. <laughs> some people hated, and I really liked it. Uh, is that the book one three? of those where and no 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 in um <clears throat> the the ferryman the new one oh the ferryman okay okay yeah he takes a really it goes because you think the book is going to do one thing and then all of a sudden it does something different and a lot of people weren't on board with it but i was because at one point i just said dang it this guy did it again he just he just pulled off conceptually what he was trying to do so um i'm a fan i even love his he wrote a book called the summer guest which i think is one of the best american novels ever so um yeah, he's he's a he's a great writer. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, well. I mean, I bought all three of them. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I, I got it. I got. It's like, like I said, I would just DNF it if I did. If I thought that like I was never going to get back to. It. I just. I don't know. I just was having a hard time connecting to those new characters. Yeah. And I think I was just like, you know, could be in a bitch. Just, just push through, you know, accept it, accept it. And I, I go back to it because, you know, I want to make sure I focus on my spooky season stuff, which I'm really behind on football season to get you, man. I've gotten kind of behind. I said, I'll go back in November and I'm like, I don't know if I'm really excited about it, but uh, yeah. Hey, there is a new first law short story collection. I haven't got it yet. I didn't oh, know. I haven't. There isn't a physical release. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it's just on digital. I haven't actually gotten it yet because I've had, Someone was asking why I haven't talked about it. I was like, dude, I didn't even know it was coming out. I had no idea. So I can I want to say there's only just like a subterranean press or somebody like that might have a a fancy edition. But um yeah, most of it it's just Kindle. So yeah, I'll throw it on there and get to it at some point. Hmm. Yeah, there's just there's just there's just so much, guys. There's so 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 much. So um <laughs> at what point when you're when you were reading Realm of the Elderlings, did you say I have a new favorite author and it's not Stephen King anymore. At what point? Because I don't think I've reached that point yet in the realm of the elderlings. Well, I gave Hobb my number two spot. So King's still in my number one. I was teasing. I know for a but, while there you said you were kind of teetering. But I that. was. I mean, I was thinking about it. It was really end of Tawny Man and beginning of Fits in the Fool. Um, the end of Tawny Man blew me away. Um, well, Fool's Errand and Fool's Fate both blew me away. But I think it was solidified for me in the last trilogy. Um, 
seeing Fitz again as an old man. And um, the story there is just remarkable. Assassin's Fate is probably my favorite fantasy novel. Um, Realm of the Elderlings is my favorite fantasy series. But um, yeah, for me, I think it was just cumulative. Like I really liked Farseer and then Live Ship blew me away. Funny Man blew me away. I liked Rain Wild. I mean, that's the one that's the lowest of all of them. But then Fitz and the Fool just drove it home for me. I don't know. I feel like I feel like uh, Fool's Aaron. That's the first one, Tiny Man, right? Fool's yeah. Aaron. Yeah. I feel like maybe that one broke me because that one was just so damn good. And I don't feel yeah. like it's hit those heights again for me. And I've read six books after that. You know, now four of them are Rain Wilds, which people have, you know, opinions about. Yeah. And a lot of those are justified. They really are. But I, I don't know. It was just something. I, Golden Fool, I think it just took the wind out of my sails when it was just like a full book of nothing. You know, I, yeah. I love me some slice of life, but it was just like, I don't know. It was just like fit being a babysitter. You know, it's, it wasn't it's, the story that I wanted. I mean, it's interesting. People talk about Hob that way, but I saw a tweet today. Someone was, I don't know which Stephen King book they were reading, but they were like, 300 pages and nothing's gone on. Well, I love it when King does that. <laughs> so it's like, I guess I, I guess I prefer authors that just take their time. I mean, sometimes I see when someone says something's fast paced, I wonder like, is it going to be too fast paced for me? You know? Um, so I just, and I don't know, the older I get to, the more I appreciate people that can just flat out write and Hob can just flat out write circles around most people. And, I just love her writing style. I just love her use of the language. And I just, just get lost in what she's reading. Oh, yeah. She's, she's great. I mean, uh, yeah. maybe if I were complaining about uh, some things in Rainwilds, I'm like, I'm still just like, that's a beautiful string of words she just put together. Right there. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're never going to lack in, in that department. Uh, but you talk about the, with Stephen King, like, I recommend 112263 to anybody, really. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to be into horror or any weird Kingisms. It's like, this if you just want a romance story, I really think yeah. it is like a romance story wrapped around some time travel. And there'll be people be like, I thought it was a really great book. Except for that, like one part, like for 300 pages in the middle where nothing happens. I'm like, it's my favorite fucking part. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I was here. Just give me more of Jake and Sadie, just like hanging out. You know, I yeah. loved it. I love that stuff. So, but you know, King is you know, one of the best at it. But I felt like, uh, a lot of live ship traders, she did that, but she always kind of kept her foot on the gas as far as progressing the storyline. Whereas, I don't know, I don't know, Golden Fold or something just, know, just can't, just can't. I don't know. I just wasn't, I just wasn't digging it, and I'm just, yeah, I'm starting to be discouraged because I want to have this this experience that everybody has with this last trilogy where they're posting pictures of themselves and it looks like they've been punched <laughs> in the face by Mike Tyson because they're crying yeah. so hard. I want to have that experience when I read Assassin's Fate, and I'm worried. I'm worried because I'm starting. I'm yeah. starting it uh, next month. I'm starting the book. Book one and fits in the fool. Me and Philip. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm scared. It's, I mean, it's slow paced. All three of them, but um, I mean, I don't think any of books are fast paced. You know, that, yeah. that isn't the problem. I'm just, <laughs> I, I mean, there's there's an aspect of Fool's Assassin that I think where something with the narrative shifts, which I think you'll enjoy. Um, I don't want to spoil any of it beyond I that. I appreciate that. that. <laughs> Um, and that's great. And I thought, I thought the ending of the series was beautiful. And I, yes, I was crushed and I was, I didn't understand the term book hangover until I read that book mm. because I, uh, honestly, when I finished Assassin's Fate, I said the next day, I said, I think I've reached the pinnacle of literature. I need to stop reading. Wow. That's wow. how I felt. You hear uh, that, Philip? He's setting the bar high over here. You hear this? 
that's how I felt with with Assassin's Fate. Um, your mileage may vary. <laughs> we'll see. Right. Right. No, uh, Madison, she's one of my best friends. And when she was reading that, I was just so jealous because it's like, God, I want to experience that. Damn it. You know, she was just like tore up yeah. over the end of that series. And I was like, ah, that's why I, that's why I said, fuck it. I'm just going to go ahead and start live ship now because I had like this way long schedule, like finishing it like 2025. And just based <laughs> off of her reaction, I was like, all right, well, damn, I got to I got to speed this up. And so yeah. I've been doing one a month here for almost a whole year. Yeah. And uh, yeah, see, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. I, you have any interest to read these uh, Bound the Broken books? Have you read anything by Ryan Cahill yet? Been- I read. So I read the I actually I have them all on my Kindle now because he gave them away the other day for yeah. like 99, 99 cents. cents. Yeah. No, I had read The Fall and um, I was blown away by that. I read that in one sitting and it was um, such visceral writing is the way I described it when I talked about it. It was just you felt like you were there and I love the world building and I mean, everybody's just raving about it. So yeah, that may happen. I may start that in December. I'm not sure yet. I have them all on the Kindle. So at some point they'll, they'll start. That's one of those where you'll, you'll probably just end up reading all three of them in a row. Cause it, it really, I mean, someone's asking a question about war and ruin. War and ruins like massive. It's like storm of swords long and it's yeah. amazing. You can't put it down. You don't want it to end. Yeah. As far as saying, how's it end off like a cliffhanger? Like there's not all the storylines are resolved. But I don't feel like his books are like, hey, this character just got stabbed. See you in 20 years? You know, yeah. like George does. I mean, Ryan writes yeah. so damn fast. I mean, he's put out yeah. one of these books every single year for the last yeah. four years, you know? So I think that you're not going to have to worry about waiting too long. Me, usually I'm like, hey, I, I need to detox after a book that big. But if I had a book four in my hand, I'd read it right now. I mean, that's, wow. that's how good that series is. So, yeah. But I mean, if you want to feel like, Oh, I don't want to be left hanging like George does. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah where that Ryan will have that book out next year, no doubt. So yeah, I say go for it. But you know, yeah, I understand people to say because people like me who've been waiting for you know, I was reading Song of Ice and Fire since the year two thousand. You know, people who've yeah. been waiting for Gentleman Bastards, people have been waiting for Patrick yeah. Rothfuss. I get it. I get if you want to wait for the series to be done. I get it. Well, that's that's why I haven't started Rothfuss. I haven't read Name of the Wind yet because I'm waiting. Because I had I, one George in my life is enough. <laughs> hey, have you read Sun Eater yet by Mr. Rocchio? I have not, but I have. I bought the Diamond Edition, the hmm. Kickstarter. So that'll um, be a beautiful edition to read out of. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to read those. It seems like just people I talk to, it seems like it may be the perfect sci fi series for me. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to read it. And I know you've talked about his writing style being amazing, too. And I would kind of put him up there with one of the best I've read. And people think, oh, it's because, like, you're cool. Christopher's just an awesome guy. I, yeah. mean, I wouldn't be sitting here, like, championing his books if I didn't like them, guys. I'm not yeah. going to do that. But I just, like, what blew me away when I read it, I was like, wow, this is like Rothfuss, but he actually writes, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Pro style. But, uh, yeah, he's He's like, he's like Cahill. He puts out a book every damn year and he's got a new one coming out early next year and he's working on the final book in that series right now. So, yeah, I was glad that Kickstarter happened because I kept, I just had like an eBay search trying to get Empire of Silence on hardcover. Not easy. It was always like 150 bucks and, you know, a beat up used copy. I mean, just impossible to find. So I'm definitely looking forward to those. Um, But, uh, yeah, Rockio is definitely probably now that I read Hyperion this year, those four books. So that's probably my next big sci-fi series. What did you think about Endymion? Because I, I I was so disappointed with Fall that I didn't even start Endymion. 
So my so Hyperion's my favorite of the four. Oh yeah, it's so good. But I liked the Endymion duology better than the Hyperion duology. Oh okay. Uh, I would put Fall as the four, my fourth favorite. Such a um, down, right? I, mean, I think it's because it, it the book one was so amazing. You know? Yeah, and it was just so different. And I just felt like the steampunk throw all the jargon at you sci-fi jargon just kind of lost me at times no what lost me was like guys imagine you loved star wars when you saw it in the 70s right and you were so excited to go see the empire strikes back but instead of showing you han luke and leia we're gonna put yeah. it from the point of view of some rando mon mothma yeah. in the senate the senate yeah. and maybe some fever dreams from c-3po that was following yeah. i was like what the yeah i still don't even understand what happened with strike i still don't understand so you know, know, well, you you don't get that till the fourth book, really. <laughs> well, I mean, it's encouraging to say it is actually worth going back to. I've I've been such a love hate with Dan Simmons. Is I yeah, Hyperion is yeah. amazing. I love the terror. I didn't yeah. finish uh, Summer of Nights. Uh, I was that there was one other that I read, and I just it just it wasn't really for me. I don't think so. I was like, I don't know. I feel like he's a very talented writer. I yeah, just, I don't know. I'm still going to do Carrion Comfort, but maybe now I'll think about doing Endymion. I don't know. The thing I liked most about the four books is how different they were mm. because, you know, Hyperion is just a literary masterpiece. Fall of Hyperion was kind of like this steampunk thing. And Demian's kind of like an action adventure, cat and mouse chase. You know, it's, it's kind of a, like a quest. And then rise of Endymion is kind of philosophical at times. And um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed the series a lot. It's probably my favorite sci-fi series that I've read really. Mm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I uh, just finished Ashes of Man yesterday. I cried my eyes out, but I endured it thoroughly. Yes, I'll go ahead and let you know that, Josh. Uh, Rocky is a killer. Okay. Rocky will will mess you up. He will I'll like him then. You know, if he's like Hob does the same. So <laughs> uh, everyone wants to meet to talk to acknowledge that the Rangers are beating the Ashers. Yes, guys, you guys are playing fucking awesome. What do we got me to say? I, here's the thing: is like I don't talk a lot of mess about sports. I root for my teams. I don't really gloat or anything like that. I did a little bit last year just because I had to listen to Mariners fans all year talk about how they were going to end me. Yeah. You know, and then they didn't. I'm more of a results guy. So yeah, I just, I'm not like everybody else guys. I tip my hat when another team is beating mine. So, Hey, you guys are playing awesome. You deserve it. You're getting all having, having lived in Dallas for 15 years. I want nothing with the Rangers winning. So (laughs) (laughs) I see a lot of it in the comments. People wanted me to acknowledge it. Yes, they're winning. They, they deserve (laughs) it. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not salty about it. Uh, it means I'd rather it be them than the Yankees, you know. So there we go. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, oh no, Andrew's here. Hang on. <laughs> here, that's from Andrew. Hey man. <laughs> hey Andrew, did you DNF a book today? Let me know. <laughs> Let me know, homie. Uh, yeah, classic. Andrew's a good guy. He's just easy. He's just easy to be a. Uh, to, to, to pick on <laughs> it did andrew you did make me feel old with the comment on my video today where um i did that stephen king tag where it's um you have to say if there was a was there a book when a book written the year you were born and i was born the year of carrie and he was born in the stand reissue <laughs> oh, yeah like, oh man yeah when i talk <laughs> about uh I'll be talking about like when the, I'll never ever be able to replicate that experience in the theater of when I saw Fellowship of the Ring in the theater, and I was yeah. you know crying because it just was so much more than I ever expected it could have been. And someone was like, "Oh yeah, I loved it too." I was like in like second grade, and I was like, "I was older. <laughs> I was older." 
<laughs> you know, right? so it's just, it, one of those things. Yeah. So, I, Andrew says that Rocchio is better than Hob. Well, that would be amazing. Um, well, you know, Andrew very famously quit oh, yeah. the series yeah. during fits and full. I think maybe he's one of the ones who's got me shook. You know, maybe that, maybe that's yeah. It. He's he's a fan of the first nine, but not the last seven. So, um, mm. which I don't know if that's common or uncommon. I don't know. I I think it's remarkable how it ends, but I don't understand that. Like I understand apparently Terry Brooks was not a very likable person. Not Terry Brooks. Is it Terry Brooks that does sort of very good kind. Good kind. No, Terry Brooks is Shannara. No, Terry Brooks is a great guy. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Terry Goodkind is not a very likable guy, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't dig too deep into these people's personal lives because I don't want them to deter me from reading it because I do like to keep it about the book. I, I can separate the author from the art. A lot of people can't, you know, and I yeah. get, I respect that. That's that, that's something you cannot do. I, I, yeah. I get it, but I've never read, I, I read a Sword of Truth book when I was younger. Didn't even realize it was like book three or four or something in that series. Yeah. I don't remember anything about it. I was very young. That was just after Lord of the Rings. I just wanted anything, anything that was fantasy. I would pick Dang. up and yeah. read. Like I remember when I first read uh, The Sword of Shannara. And as I'm reading, my brother's like, does it sound familiar to you? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's no. just Lord of the Rings with different names. I was like, yeah, but I think I just wanted that. <laughs> yeah. I wanted more Lord of the Rings. So I was okay with it. Now in hindsight, I'm like, eh. yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have anything against Jerry Goodkind. I don't have any plans to read him right now, but one of my patrons, Caitlin, she swears by him. She's, she's, she actually sent me, I think the first book and wants me to read it. So, I mean, I see him on the shelves all the time when I'm in a bookstore. So obviously somebody is reading, still reading him and still enjoying him. So um, there's gotta be something there, but I've never, I've never read him and people don't talk about him that often. So. Check this out. My, 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 it's my old moment is watching the Bills game on Sunday that said the oldest running back in the league is 32 years old and I'm 30. Hear about this. Wow. D'Amico Ryans, the Texans head coach. My wife was saying like, oh, well, he, he looks, he looks young, but he doesn't look, you know, that young. I'm like, well, he's younger than both of us. So, yeah. you know, now hey, it used to be, oh, you know, hey, these players are younger than me. Now it's, uh, hey, these coaches are younger than me. Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Good stuff. Young man's game. <laughs> it creeps up on you quick, guys. Right. Andrew, why are you, why are you, why are you like this? Why are you the way that you are? I, I don't know. So, Hey man, you reading any, uh, any, any spooky books for October? You not participate in all that madness. I'm not, I'm reading a bunch of other stuff, reading some guy, Gabriel K just finished, uh, under heaven, which was amazing. I'm actually mm -hmm. reading, um, up next is Philip's second book, profit to be Dan. So that one's up next. Um, and I'm actually reading a short story collection that I'm not done with, but is, one of the best I've ever read. It's the Paper Menagerie, Ken Liu. It's so, so good. Mm -hmm. um, it's really interesting. I thought it was going to be a bunch of fantasy tales because he wrote uh, Dandelion Dynasty. And it's not. It's There's a, there's more sci-fi than anything in it. It's really it's really interesting, but it's a, he's a really great writer. I've been enjoying those, just kind of reading one a night. Um, those have been good, but yeah, no, no spooky season for me this year. I had too many, my physical TBR is out of control. So I'm right, pretty hit or miss on mine so far. It's like, I, I, I liked the Nick Cutter book. I didn't really care for the Adam Neville book. I'm kind of eh on they thirst right now. And I know everybody's going to be shocked by that. Cause I, just, I think I did myself a disservice with McCammon by reading swan song and boys life first. 
Because yeah, nothing's, nothing's going to compare to that, right? I think that's just such a. <laughs> Those are the only two I've read. So yeah, yeah. they're amazing, and I'm just like, I, I this is the second one I've read, and this one's not bad. It's just like, dude, I'm 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 at like the sixty percent mark, and you're introducing new characters every chapter. I'm like, I don't even know who the main characters are, and I'm at sixty percent in the book, and I'm not sure who the main characters yeah. are. That's ah, I mean, he's very good, but it's just like. Well, I probably, you know, if you read Stephen King, if you read it in the stand and then picked up Tommy knockers, you'd probably, you know, <laughs> that wouldn't be the best order. Well, so. you know, uh, I remember reading a Tommy knockers not that long after it. And I'm like, this is the same guy. This is the same author. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What is, what is, what is your, your least favorite Stephen King book? Probably either the Gwendy trilogy or um, Sleeping Beauties. Oh, Sleeping Beauties was bad. I'm convinced that Sleeping Beauties was just Owen King, and he slapped his name on there to make him feel better. <laughs> well, it, it's, it started with such promise. Um, I said on, actually it was on that tag video, it, it started, I thought they were going to write a great feminist novel, and then it turned into like a bad B movie at the end. <laughs> I mean, it was just, it was so bad. It was so disappointing. Oh, it was, it was painful. That was one of those where I was like, Ugh, why do I have this? thing where like i'm gonna finish a king book regardless of how i feel because man that was the most i ever wanted to dnf a king book it was yeah like yeah. seriously like, like multiverse if i get that far i might skip that one I say, that's, an <laughs> owen, that's an owen king i don't do collaboration <laughs> actually no the worst king book is dance macabre that non-fiction yeah. thing about the horror genre written in yeah. the 70s because it's like hundreds of pages about like radio dramas and mm -hmm. it's just yeah that was interminable yeah, i heard you guys like slice of life here we go <laughs> yeah try this <laughs> uh, with me it probably if it isn't Tommy Knockers probably regulators like regulators I understood what he was going for just just didn't work for me yeah I don't know I liked regulators just because I mean it was obvious it was a, almost a writing experiment he was going to write desperation and the regulators together and um so I guess I appreciated it a little bit more like people like one way more than the other one when it comes oh to yeah regard. yeah and I just I had problems with desperation, but it was, it was, it was freaking the stand compared to regulators, I think. So, <laughs> uh, the, oh yes. Oh man. Oh, tell us, man. Yeah. I, I, I should have loved those. I'm going to reread You know, it's, it's got not dark tower, but sort of dark tower. Yeah. And I just could not get past that character of Richard in that book. It drove me so bad. I said, it's like going on vacation with an ambulance, man. Shut <laughs> up, you cry, baby. It just, it just killed me. And that's why I said I blamed it all on Peter Straub because I was like, there's no way the King's doing this because I've never hated a King character this much. Even if I'm not liking yeah. his book, I love his character. Like, I don't like Tommy Knockers. I think Guard's a fascinating character. You know, yeah. I, I had yeah. lots of things in there that I liked about Guard. I could not stand Richard, man. Oh. God, he's the worst. I'm actually, I'm actually going to reread it next year. I've been doing this gradual reread of all of the non-Dark Tower books that have Dark Tower connections, so mm -hmm. that I can then like reread the whole series. I am excited it. to read Black House because uh, I've never read Black House, and people that didn't like like me to say they didn't were really crazy about Talisman. They said they really liked Black House, so maybe that'll be more what I'm looking for. We'll see. So that'll be a first time read for me. That'll oh, okay, great. yeah. Yeah, I had that breakup period after uh, uh, Dark Tower Seven. I didn't, I didn't read King yeah. for like I don't know eight or nine years, and I'm a huge JFK assassination. Just, in, just give me all the knowledge about the JFK assassination. And that was the only thing that got me back. So yeah, yeah I yeah. had that breakup period. You, you guys wait for decade plus 
for Dark Tower books and, and get and get what he gives you in book six and see if you're not upset about it. So I know you guys all binge it now and you don't have that problem, but yes, I had those problems. I was Yeah. I was see, I pleased. yeah, I mean I had problems with book six, but I did like the ultimate ending, you know, the last chapter to it's the, last it. and the line, thing is, you know. People think I don't like the ending. No, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I don't like book six at all. And I don't like about half of book seven. And I don't like yeah. the way that he handles the man in black. I don't like that at all. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And I don't like the last battle. That's, that's pretty stupid too. But this would be a completely different show if we start talking about the things I don't like. And I, Dark Tower is still a top five series all time for me. It's just yeah, that, I mean, the, the, the good stuff is so much better than everything else out there, you know? So yeah. that's what it is. You're not helping me here, Frank. You're not helping me here at all. Because everyone talked about Crossroads of Twilight. And I was like, why don't you guys tell me about Path of Daggers and Winter's Heart? Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, I went into Crossroads of Twilight expecting it, you know? So I had that guard up. And I was True. like, no, it's, it's not good, but it's not as bad as you guys said. I was like, Path of, oh, Path of Crappers. Oh, which one Which one was the eighth one? Path of Crappers. Yeah, that was yeah, that was the second worst, easily. Yeah. The shortest book in the series. Yeah, it's one of the most. If somehow it felt like the longest. Yeah, yeah. Now, I mean, Crossroads was horrendous. It, it should have been 10 pages instead of whatever yes. it was. Yes, read 11, 63. Well, I'm glad, you know, I hear this all the time. Oh, nice. I, I get yeah. this I get this so much, and it drives me. It, it shouldn't bother me because I'm just happy that people are reading it. But all the time, people are like, oh, I don't have time to read that. I don't have time to read that. Oh, Theo said I should read this, so I've got to read it now. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> Oh, Joanna said I should read it. Now, look, Joanna's much prettier than me. She probably, probably convinced me to read it before, you know, someone else would too. But it's, I, I get that so much. That's why I was joking about the Pillars of the Earth thing. I've been telling you guys three years to read Pillars of the Earth. Someone <laughs> else in the Discord says they love it. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to read it right now. Hey, it's it's the same thing. You know, I, <laughs> I direct my orchestra and I'll tell them something. We'll have a guest come in and it'll say the exact same thing to them and then they'll believe them. Like, yeah. <laughs> Right, you guys trust me like five times. Okay, now you now you believe what I say because the new stranger comes in. <laughs> oh man! So hey, before we go, you watching anything? You watching anything on TV right now? The tube movies? Not really, not really. Uh, it's kind of football season, so that's yeah. about that's about all I'm watching. But um, yeah, the- I will. I want to. The next thing I'll start watching is the next season of Bosch Legacy is either about to come out or just came out. So uh, I do kind of like that show. Um, I think Titus Welliver is Harry Bosch. He's amazing. He's he's fantastic. Um, So uh, that's the next thing I will watch, but haven't been watching a whole lot. It's a busy time at work and I've have a, you know, pretty full TBR to try to keep up with too. So. Yeah, we're going to do in the, uh, the new Mike Flanagan series, the one based on Edgar Allan Poe stuff. And we've only gotten to watch a couple because football season. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard good things. I've seen people yeah. posting about it. Yeah. So. I mean, I was, I was not apprehensive because I think Mike Flanagan is amazing and everything yeah. he does is great. But I was kind of like, oh, I don't know about moving some of these 200 year old stories and putting them in a modern setting, how that's going to go yeah. over. And all we've seen so far is Mask of Red Death. It's great the way that he oh, did okay. it. And so, I mean, if you've read a lot of Poe, but it's just like I people were worried it wasn't gonna be as disturbing as Poe. You ain't gotta worry about that shit. No, <laughs> it's <good. laughs> the end of episode two will mean you might need a you might need a barf bag. Let's put it that oh, way. Nice. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's up there. Uh no, look, Brian. I know, I know that the Vikings aren't good this year, you know, and I know that they should trade Kirk Cousins, but you're talking to a Texans fan, okay? <laughs> This is the first yeah. good thing that's happened to us in a decade plus. So yeah. I mean, just 
let us have this one. Let us have this one. Okay. <laughs> Let's have this one. And he's a, and Josh is a Buckeye. So he, he, he understands he gets it too. So <laughs> I'm excited. So are you a Cowboys fan? I'm, I grew up a Steelers fan. Oh, so, uh, dude, I yeah. bet that goes over well in Cowboys country. Woo. <laughs> Actually, it was great. My Second year in Dallas, the Steelers came to town and we won. It was actually Roethlisberger's like first first season and big comeback against the Cowboys. But it was amazing. The stadium was about one third Steelers fans because we're like we're everywhere. Um, and it was just great to be in Dallas as the voice of reason with this very dysfunctional Jerry Jones franchise. And I can just talk about my Steelers and the Roonies and a uh, couple Super Bowls while I was there. So, uh, yeah, I was, yeah, it was, it was, I was annoyed bad. a few weeks ago when the Steelers were here and that stadium was pro Steelers. And I was like, God, <laughs> they yeah, fixed well, so well, Steelers fans. I mean, it was, it was the same thing in Dallas. I remember it was uh, Dexter Coakley in the interview after the game. He said, I came out out of the tunnel for pregame and I heard myself getting booed and I had to look to make sure I was still in Dallas. So, uh, yeah, but Steeler fans, we we travel really well. Yeah, um, they always do. And I mean, I, I admire that fan base. I mean, I, I grew up watching the old NFL film stuff. I loved like the the yeah. Mean Joe Green and the and the Terry Bradshaw Steelers. I love those teams, man. They were they were Absolutely. before my time. But you know, as far as like yeah. going back and like studying the history of the stuff, like I love to do, I was like, that's a yeah. That is the best. That's the that's the best dynasty ever. Even over the Niners of the of the eighties, you know, and the Cowboys of the nineties. That's that seventy Steelers team was just unreal. And yeah, I still love watching TV every single weekend on a you know Fox NFL Sunday. He's great. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. All right, now we're boring everyone with a sports. sports <laughs> podcast. Guess we should go. Well, hey, I think uh, I want to say thank you for joining us at short notice. I did have a cancellation i asked josh to step up a month early and he was uh, able to do so so uh yeah, thank you out. thank you for having no real life like me to where you can just jump on this whenever you want and i'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> you've got much you brought up that during the pandemic when we were like oh stay home you're like well that's what i was gonna do anyway you know <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad that there are not the only ones like that so when i have a you know friday night and i'm just i'm at home and people are like yeah hey, we're going out and i'm like have fun soccer <laughs> you know? You so that thing where, like, that. <laughs> well, I like have some younger friends and they were going out on Friday and I was like, I haven't seen them in a while. I go out. They're saying we're going to start at nine o'clock. I'm like, wait too, too late for me. <laughs> You're going to start at nine o'clock. What? Why not six or seven? <laughs> like, I, I had a friend last weekend with a party that started at nine 30 and the whole time I was just dreading it and it was great. I know, but <laughs> I was like, man, so I was thinking about, I was thinking about leaving at about nine. You're talking about starting, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's great. I always say how the how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I was like, I'm in bed reading at nine o'clock, son. What you talking about? <laughs> well, hey, thanks for joining us, guys. And Josh, I hope it is great, great week for you. Got anything, anything cool coming up? Any cool videos on tap coming on your channel? I did. Um, I had to backlog a few because I have a bunch, whole bunch of weekend events. Um in the next few weeks, but, uh, next one coming out this weekend, I did my favorite books, dot, 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 according to Goodreads. Oh, so I looked cool. at my Goodreads profile and talk about the highest rated books and whether I agree with them or not. So it was kind of fun to just see, you know, what Goodreads thought about, you know, what I read. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's dropping on the channel Sunday morning. So, um, I have yeah, uh, the, the scariest Stephen King books tomorrow. So oh, nice. I'll be interested to see where you fall on that if you agree. Because yeah. uh, unlike most of that stuff, I actually count novellas and short stories on this one. There are a few. In oh, there. okay. 
So, yeah. uh, so, so some good stuff in there. And I'll just go ahead and let you guys know Skeleton Crew is awesome. If you haven't read a short story collection of King, Skeleton Crew is still the best. Still the best. All right, guys. Have a great evening. And uh, click down below. Subscribe to Josh's channel because uh, he deserves to get to 5,000 before the end of the year. I mean, I can't <laughs> believe you're not there yet. I can't believe you're not there yet. We'll see. <laughs> hey, at least you got more than Andrew. <gasps> no, Andrew. Oh, no, you don't. You don't actually. Oh, no, I saw him bragging the other day. Andrew's got more than me. <laughs> six, six, six or something because he's evil. He's evil. Love you, Andrew. All right. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll talk to you soon.